you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast, brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics. Find us on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. And here today, we got a very exciting episode for you guys. We're going to recap signing day for the Mountaineers, um, the latest incarnation that took place on February 6th, as well as discuss the three latest additions to the Mountaineer football coaching staff, uh, which seemingly rounds out the West Virginia football coaching staff and um, staff assignments uh, should be coming um, here in the near future from uh, Neil Brown as they've just been announced as assistants as we've discussed in the past here on the on the show but um, three more have been hired that's rate brings the uh, assistant coaching total to 10 which is all these spots available so we should be hearing something um, definite on all of the assignments here soon. Also, the recruiting class is beginning to uh, take shape for the Mountaineers, and I like what I'm seeing so far, so we'll discuss that in great detail here towards the end. But um, before we do that, let's talk about these uh, three latest coaching hires for the Mountaineers. Um, On February 5th, West Virginia added Blake Seiler, who um, is going to be a defensive assistant on the staff. He comes from Kansas State, where he's been for the past 10 years. And last year, he was actually Kansas State's defensive coordinator and linebackers coach, and he uh, had pretty great success there in the position, actually, also. he uh, They finished third in the Big 12 in scoring defense as well as fourth in the Big 12 in total defense. So top half of the conference in both uh, categories, which is pretty good considering it was his first year as the full-time defensive coordinator and his first year calling the plays. In 2017, he was the team's assistant defensive coordinator and linebackers coach, but he was also the linebackers coach this past year, but was the full-time defensive coordinator and the team's play caller as well. So, um, you know, as I said, a lot of these have just been announced as defensive assistant and offensive assistant, and he is a defensive assistant. But uh, reading the tea leaves, I would say that there's a good chance he ends up as the linebackers coach at West Virginia. But we will find out out in um, the near future. Um, not only does uh, this mean that West Virginia hired a coach in Blake Siler that knows the Big 12 Conference, having been at Kansas State for the better part of the past decade, but he's also actually familiar with West Virginia's new defensive coordinator, Vic Coning. As uh, Vic Coning, as we previously mentioned uh, when we were discussing his hiring, he had been at Kansas State actually in 2009 and served as the team's defensive coordinator, which subsequently was actually Blake Siler's first year coaching at the school. So um, they're familiar with each other a little bit. So that. Uh, that's a big plus for West Virginia as well as the fact that he has experience within the Big 12 Conference already being at Kansas State. So good hire there. Then the second hire that West Virginia made, uh, which left one spot remaining on the staff following his hire, was on February 9th. West Virginia hired Xavier Dye as an offensive assistant. Xavier Dye had been at Clemson, actually, the reigning national champion, 
Clemson Tigers for the past two seasons where he had served as a graduate assistant. So, um, But um, he comes very highly recommended by Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney as uh, was announced in the uh, official release from the university. There was a statement there from Coach Sweeney and um, really high pra- received really high praise from Coach Sweeney who feels he's definitely ready to be a full-time assistant, which is what he's coming to West Virginia to be. Um, likely I will be receivers coach, I do feel, wide receivers coach, but um, you know that's not official yet. As I said, the staff assignments should be coming soon, but he's going to be an offensive assistant at West Virginia. Um, he's been a graduate assistant. Before that, he was a um, high school offensive coordinator in the state of South Carolina at two different places and had good success there before um, getting the job as the graduate assistant on Clemson's staff, which Clemson is actually also his alma mater. He played receiver at Clemson um, not too long ago, actually, as he played there from 2007 to 2010 and was a two-year starter with position for uh, the Tigers. So um, he's got great experience um, coaching wide receivers. That's what he helped do as a graduate assistant at Clemson. And uh, Clemson had some very solid wide receivers the past couple of seasons with him helping coach and then also has um, experience playing the position himself so another good hire I feel there in Xavier Dye and then most recently on February 11th finalizing the coaching staff West Virginia made their final hire the 10th assistant coach to be on the West Virginia coaching staff and that was announced to be Travis Trickett Yes, that Trickett last name probably sounds familiar. Um, most recently, uh, uh, the younger fans probably know Clint Trickett, who was West Virginia's starting quarterback in 2013 and 2014. And then longtime Mountaineer fans probably know his father, Rick Trickett, who had been at West Virginia in two separate coaching st- uh, stints, was an assistant back in the late 70s, and then also most recently was the West Virginia offensive line coach under uh, Rich Rodriguez. Um, he was a key part in recruiting Pat White to West Virginia, actually. A little fun fact there, but one of the better uh, offensive line coach West Virginia has had in, you know, the past 20 years or so was Rick Trickett, and um, he's done great things as a coach wherever he has been. And then uh, Clint Trickett, you know, um, he was a fan favorite. He's also got into the coaching rinks now, so, um, you know, he's working his way up there as well. But Travis Trickett is the brother of Clint Trickett, son of Rick Trickett, and he comes to West Virginia where he will be an offensive assistant um, for the Mountaineers. This is not his first time uh, being at West Virginia, actually. He was a student assistant coach in Morgantown from 2003 to 2007 under Rich Rodriguez and um, from then he went on to uh, become a full-time assistant not long thereafter um, starting off at Samford where he was at for I believe five years served as the team's offensive coordinator had good success there before moving on to uh, FAU um, in 2016 prior the year prior to Lane Kiffin's arrival at FAU he served as the team's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach and then most recently uh, the past two seasons he has been the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Georgia State. So a really good hire there for West Virginia, I feel like, not only due to the uh, obvious West Virginia ties and um, knowing some things within the program, but um, also he is, you know, he's been offensive coordinator and, you know, quarterbacks coach. He also has a history of coaching tight ends, which is what a lot of people think he's coming here to do is possibly be the tight ends coach. That's kind of one of the spots that was um, left unfulfilled if you're reading the tea leaves of where all these guys will coach. But, you know, as I've said plenty of times, um, we will know the full staff assignments and exactly what these uh, – what position these coaches will be uh, handling here in the near future, but we do know for a fact that Travis Trickett has been hired as an offensive assistant to round out the Mountaineer coaching staff. So 
And I think this Mountaineer coaching staff is really shaped up well as far as assistants are concerned. you got a good mix of guys that Neil Brown is familiar with at Troy, um, a good mix of guys that are great recruiters, and a good mix of guys that actually have some history within the program when you look at guys like uh, Jamal Adai and Travis Trickett. So um, uh, we'll detail the staff um, in more depth once all these uh, positions are fully announced and the staff assignments are fully announced. Here in the near future, we'll discuss the entire staff and what their responsibilities will be on an upcoming uh, episode of the Country Roads webcast um, as we continue with these off-season uh, football updates. But um, let's get into the main topic of this episode, and that is the recruiting in the 2019 West Virginia recruiting class as it is um, – Almost fully completed now following the uh, signing period beginning on February 6th. So um, let's get into it. Let's talk uh, West Virginia recruits. All right, so um, let's start off back on the early signing day on December 19th. Now, if you've been following along on almostheavenathletics.com, you know about all these signings. They had a great um, feature on it on signing day. had signing day central, um, covered each signing, a little brief biography of each player. Um, it's up on the Facebook page, Almost Heaven Athletics. You can find that. Um, like them on there. Then also on Twitter, at AHAthleticsWV, updated on there as well. So um, definitely great coverage there already. But um, we're going to cover here for you guys on the podcast as well for those that would rather listen than uh, read it in text form. So um, December 19th, early signing day, West Virginia signed 18 players, two of which have actually already been on campus since last season, and they were late transfers, but those additions count towards this year's class, and those were Isaiah Esdale, who transferred in from the JUCO, sat out last season, and then Vandarius Cowan, who was the Alabama linebacker transfer, who um, sat out last season as well, but will be eligible to play this season. Both those guys will, but they count towards this class, so 18 players total, 16 new signees, I guess you could say, since those guys were on um, campus this past season, so 18 players signed on December 19th, early signing day. Um, Flash forward to January 18th. The focus of our last episode was the addition of Austin Kendall, and um, he was announced as a grad transfer quarterback, transferring from Oklahoma. He also counts towards this class, so that brought the uh, current commit total to 19 for West Virginia. Um, If you want to know more about Austin Kendall, go listen to our previous episode, The Emancipation of Austin Kendall. Go a little bit in-depth about him, that situation, and, you know, what we think about him going forward, but... Uh, So West Virginia has 19 commits currently going into uh, the start of the new signing period on February 6th. And then on February 6th, West West Virginia signed three more recruits, which brings the total of the 2019 class to 22 players currently. So 22 players currently signed. West Virginia is allotted 25 spots for this 2019 class. So that means that there are three spots remaining uh, still to be filled um, before um, fall camp begins. And I think that the spots that you're going to look at West Virginia to fulfill with those three spots are an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, and a wide receiver. Um, You know, they may try and go two offensive linemen or may try and go two defensive linemen, but I think ideally they'd like to get one on each side of the trenches and also add another wide receiver. Um, You know, they can go the junior college route and uh, get a junior college player, or they can – go the grad transfer route and try and get them. And then and there's still also many unsigned four-year high school guys that um, they could sign and bring into this class. Um, it's been rumored that they're targeting a 
current Auburn defensive tackle commit that has not yet signed. So that's one guy they're looking at. Um, you know, then like I said, you could always factor in JUCO guys. But as far as wide receiver, I think that you're probably likely looking at a grad transfer there. Um, there's a couple guys West Virginia is targeting. The one name that I think everyone should keep an eye on though is Penn State graduate transfer Jawan Johnson. He would be eligible immediately. He's a six foot four, 225 pound. Big frame guy, receiver. He's expressed interest in both West Virginia and Oregon, and he's actually already visited uh, Morgantown as well and uh, had a visit on campus at West Virginia. So look out for him possibly there to be one of those additions. But three spots still remaining for West Virginia to fulfill. They fulfilled 22 out of their 25 allotted spots in the 2019 recruiting class. And um, so let's talk about what everybody always wants to talk about when you talk about um, recruiting, and that's the national ranking of the class. And I'm going to tell you where this class ranks right now on all three of the major recruiting sites, but I also have a couple of caveats uh, that I want to add with that as well. So the current West Virginia football recruiting class for 2019 ranks 44th in the nation on ESPN's recruiting services, 47th in the nation on Rivals Recruiting Services, and 48th on the 247 Sports Recruiting Services. Now, for those caveats, I want you guys to take into account that these rankings do not factor in transfers. That means you don't have a... It doesn't factor in Isaiah Esdale. It doesn't factor in Vandarius Cowan, who is a big-time player transferred from Alabama, would be a, you know would really bump this ranking up. And then also it doesn't factor in Austin Kendall, the grad transfer quarterback from Oklahoma, who um, I don't know so much about Esdale, what his would be, but I know for a fact that Cowan and um, Austin Kendall were both highly rated recruits. So, I mean, if you factor in those three guys, you would probably be looking at West Virginia with a recruiting class ranked somewhere in the 20s nationally, which is very good for West Virginia. I think that their highest rated recruiting class is somewhere in the high 20s all time. So, really, this recruiting class, I think, is being underrated and undervalued uh, by a lot of uh, not only national pundits, by the Mountaineer uh, nation as well. But, you know, not only that, you know, the aspect that these recruiting rankings don't factor in transfers uh, makes this class look better, but I also think West Virginia really has some severely underrated gems in this recruiting class. You know, they've got a couple of guys that I can't believe are only three-star. I figured they would at least be four-star guys, and um, those are guys that I feel like won't retro and got a great chance to contribute right away, and they're going to be stars in the future, um, and that's in multiple positions. Um, we're going to break down the positions and, and some of these guys here in a minute, but there's a lot of gems in this uh, recruiting class that I felt went under the radar that West Virginia was able to lock up and um, and sign. And then also, you know, as I mentioned earlier, West Virginia's not done yet. Still three spots left, so this class could bump up in ranking. Or, you know, if West Virginia gets some of these grad transfers, um, you know, they may stay the same in ranking because, as I said, those transfers don't count towards the ranking. Um, before I get into the position breakdown and uh, going over these signings, I do want to say that this West Virginia, the new West Virginia staff, Neil Brown and his guys that have come in, deserve major recognition for keeping the entire um, class that signed in um, on early signing day in December on board. Um, I think this is only, of course, this is only the second year of 
um, the early signing day, but this is also only the second time ever that a new coach has kept every single recruit that signed with the team on the early signing day um, after a coaching change. You know, after a coaching change, those guys can get a waiver, free to, free to go if they want to. Um, Neil Brown did an excellent job. He met with every one of these guys. He got to know them personally. They've all spoken very highly of him, and um, you can't say enough about him not losing a, sing- a single signee from that early signing day period. Uh, players that West Virginia signed before they even knew that a coaching change was coming and that Neil Brown was going to be their head coach next year. So um, hats off to them for keeping not only keeping the recruiting class together, but then also going out and then signing three other guys in a short period of time on the uh, beginning of the signing period here in February, on February 6th. So that's great. Also, you know, didn't really lose any transfers. Um, Only transfer the West Virginia's lost is Matt Jones, but he's transferring for uh, as a grad transfer, going to Youngstown State, which is where his um, girlfriend or fiance is as well. And so, I mean, that's not uh, anything to do with Neil Brown. I think Neil Brown's done a great job of really um, building – he's building a family-like atmosphere already in Morgantown, and he's kept these recruits in what you can't say enough about. You know, it could have gotten really bad. West Virginia could have lost some of these guys. You know, when uh, it was announced that Dana Holgerson was leaving, you know, you've seen a couple of these guys were already on the fence. So Neil Brown has really done an excellent job um, keeping this recruiting class together and keeping every single one of the early signees from December on board and then also um, – gathering a couple, um, uh, three new ones here in February. So that being said, let's get into a position breakdown. Um, how many guys West Virginia signed at each position, who they are, where they're from, and uh, what they're rated. So um, let's start offensively. Let's start at the top, quarterback. Um, previously uh, discussed it, West Virginia added one quarterback in this recruiting class, and that was Austin Kendall, the six foot two, 219 transfer from Oklahoma. Um, no rating to discuss. He's transfer. Um, doesn't get rated on, on on this as a grad transfer, but um, very highly rated coming out of uh, out of high school. If you want to know more about Austin Kendall, as I said, go listen to our previous episode, The Emancipation of Austin Kendall, and you can learn a lot more about him. But he was the only quarterback brought in by West Virginia in this class. Also at halfback, West Virginia only brought one running back in in this class, and I think he's one of those underrated guys that I was talking about. And that's Tony Mathis, five foot eleven, one hundred ninety-five pounder from the state of Georgia. Rated as a three-star recruit, but I think that he's got um, enormous potential. I don't know if he will get on the field per se this year, just because West Virginia is absolutely loaded in that backfield. You still got Kennedy McCoy and Martel Petaway both coming back for their senior season. You've got a very talented youngster in Letty Brown and another uh, quick guy in Alex Sinkfield, but um. Tony Mathis, I think, has a bright future in Morgantown. Um, Even if he doesn't see the field this year, I think he's an underrated recruit. West Virginia was able to land. So one running back as well, and that was Tony Mathis. Um, Now let's go on to the other skill position and talk wide receivers. West Virginia brought in four wide receivers in this class technically, of course, one of which I previously discussed, and that was Isaiah Esdale, who was a JUCO transfer, came on to uh, campus after fall camp had already started last year, so he counts towards this class, um, 6'1", 203, so... Technically four receivers, but only three new guys. So let's discuss the three new guys now, and that is Terrence Dostin, five foot eleven, one hundred seventy-five pounder from the state of Florida, three-star recruit. Um, seems to be pretty quick on film, like what I see from him. Um, don't know if he'll get a chance to play right away, but uh, could have a good future. Also, he's one of them uh, dual-sport athletes. I uh, believe he plays baseball as well. And then you have 
both of these other two receivers, before I mention them, I want to say they're both very underrated. Both three-star guys. Don't know how they're not four-star guys, each of them. I'm, I'm really excited about both of them. I think that there's a chance that at least one of these two do not redshirt this year and has a great chance to uh, get on the field. But one of those is Ollie Jennings, six foot two, 186-pounder from Virginia, three-star guy, um, he played in an all-star game, uh, a high school all-star game, made some excellent catches in that game. Really like what he brings to the table. Love his attitude. He seems to love West Virginia. Um, really like what I see from Ollie Jennings. And then last but certainly not least, Winston Wright. 5'11", 154-pounder from the state of Georgia. Another three-star guy. Definitely could have been a four-star guy. And this is one of those gems that I was talking about in this recruiting class for West Virginia. A very hidden gem. If you don't believe me, go watch the film for Winston Wright. I'm telling you. His name on uh, Twitter is Showtime Jet. His name on Instagram, Jet Life Wright. And um, that jet, in my opinion, is a, a great title, great moniker for him. Because this guy can fly. And not only can he fly, but he has some very sharp cuts. You know, he, he will put you in the mind frame of some of them former uh you know, kind of smaller players that West Virginia has turned into superstars. You know, the Tavon Austin, Noel Devine, Jock Sanders, uh, that mold type of player. And Winston Wright's a guy that has a good chance to contribute right away. And even if he doesn't contribute right away, mark it down. Winston Wright will be a star in Morgantown before it's all said and done. So those are the four wide receivers West Virginia brought in this class. Now let's talk about the uh, big hog mollies up front. Let's talk offensive linemen West Virginia brought in. Uh, three of those in this class. So... Three offensive linemen the West Virginia bring in. Uh, start off Donovan Beaver, six foot seven, three hundred and ten pounder from Virginia, three star guy. As you can see, great size. Probably out of all three of these linemen, he's got a, the best chance to avoid a red shirt and uh, maybe even see the field. We'll see about that. But six foot seven, three hundred ten pounds, um, great size for a freshman coming out of high school. Then you have Parker Moore, six foot five, two hundred ninety four pounder from North Carolina, another three star guy. Only recruit in this class from North Carolina. Uh, committed after the West Virginia Mountaineers played Tennessee and Charlotte earlier this year. I believe he was um, there at that game. So West Virginia was able to snag a North Carolina guy um, in this class as well. Of course, that's if you don't count Austin Kendall, who's originally from North Carolina. But anyway, out of the recruits from high school, he's the only North Carolina guy. And then lastly, Brandon Yates was the third offensive lineman West Virginia uh, signed in this class. Six foot four, two hundred eighty-five pounder from Delaware. Another three-star guy. So three offensive linemen should provide a. Uh, Good depth. I think that uh, Donovan Beaver's the one that has maybe a chance to uh, avoid redshirt. I think the other two, um, you may see redshirt this season, but they definitely uh, look like they're guys that can contribute in the future. Uh, let's flip over to the other side of the trenches and talk about the defensive linemen the West Virginia signed in this class, as they also added three of those. Um, Tage Austin, um, six foot five, two hundred thirty-three pounder, uh, junior college guy. Um, you know that's the one that was at East Carolina previously. Um, believe he put, went to junior college for one year. I think he has three years left to play at West Virginia. Um, another three-star guy, and he's a he's a speedster off the edge. I believe that you could see this guy get in some pass rushing packages this season. I think you'll see uh, Tage Olson have a great chance to uh, get on the field for West Virginia, coming off that end spot. Um, you know, maybe needs to bulk up a little bit at 233, but he's got great speed, so uh, he definitely has the intangibles to uh, make some plays. 
Then you have Jordan Jefferson, who is one the first of the three players that West Virginia signed on the February 6th, uh, beginning of the early signing period on that day on February 6th. And Jordan Jefferson has great size, six foot four, 300-pounder from Florida. Um, he's actually not been rated yet. His film is still being... Um, being analyzed by the recruiting uh, experts, so he has not have an official rating yet. But this is another guy that I think could be a gem. I don't think this guy will redshirt. I think that he's going to be on the field. You know, West Virginia is kind of thin at that defensive tackle spot behind uh, incumbent starter uh, Darius Stills. After you know Kenny Bigelow um, left for graduation, Darius Stills is going to fill in that spot, and they could really use some depth behind him. And I think Jordan Jefferson is definitely a guy that you can see um, get into that role. Um, Kind of somehow slipped one of the guys that just somehow slipped under the radar. You know, great size, six foot four, three hundred pounds. Um, the day before the early signing period, Florida State was actually trying to sway him to sign with um, Florida State, despite you know uh, being uh, a silent commit to West Virginia. But he never wavered. Loved what Neil Brown was selling, and he's coming to Morgantown. And uh, think he's going to be a, a great chance to contribute right away and avoid redshirt. That's Jordan Jefferson. And then the third defensive lineman that West Virginia signed was a legacy guy, and that is Jalen Thornton, six foot three, two 242 pounder from Ohio. Another three-star guy, father, for, former defensive lineman at West Virginia, the great John Thornton. And uh, Jalen Thornton's a guy that I think is uh, probably more fit for that defensive end spot, but uh, I think you may see him uh, redshirt this season and uh, you know bulk up a little bit. But uh, in the future, don't be surprised if you see Jalen Thornton lining up at defensive end for the Mountaineers. Um, got great potential for the future. Um, now let's talk linebackers. West Virginia brought in two linebackers in this class. What? Well, you know, as I said, Van Darius Cowan uh, was on campus last year, came in after fall camp, started as a transfer from Alabama. So he counts towards this year's class, but he was already on campus last year, sat out, ready to go eligible this season. So that's one, Van Darius Cowan, the transfer from Alabama, six foot four, 236. This guy is going to be a monster. I can tell you that much right now. Um, don't know what else you can say about him. Went to Alabama for a reason. Great size. West Virginia usually doesn't have linebackers that are that size. think he's going to start this year. We'll see what happens. But then the other linebacker that West Virginia brought in out of high school was Jared Bartlett. Six foot two, 215-pounder from the state of Georgia. Three-star guy. Um, you know, maybe a little underrated as well. I've heard a lot of good things about Jared Bartlett. Um, we'll see what happens, but I think that he's a guy that, um, you know, West Virginia is kind of thin at linebacker. He may be a guy that uh, surprises and, and gets on the field early. We'll see how that goes. Now let's talk about some defensive backs, starting with the cornerback position, where West Virginia brought in three recruits. Um, starting off at the top with Nick Troy Fortune, five foot eleven, one hundred seventy-six pounder from Georgia, three-star guy. Great, uh, looks like great on film. Um, you know, got a chance to uh, get involved in the secondary there. I think that he may redshirt, but we'll see what happens. You know, I think that both these two high school guys may redshirt, but you know, we'll see future what the future holds. And then the next one is the second of the three signees that West Virginia had at the on February 6th for the early signing period, and that is Tavion Mayo, five foot eleven, one hundred eighty pounder, also from Georgia, three star guy. Had a lot of big-time offers. Uh, Michigan, I know, was one. Um, I believe Maryland, Pitt, 
a lot of guys trying to get in on him, I think. So, um, you know, big time uh, get there by West Virginia at the end. Fought off a lot of guys for him. And I think he's got the makings of a playmaker in the future. He's a true cover corner. He's a guy that can really, you know, lock you down. He's not just one of these guys that's a safety masquerading as a corner. This guy's a cover corner, this Tavion Mayo. Go watch his film. He's got a chance to be a star in the future. Don't know if he'll get on the field this year, but he's definitely got the makings of a good cover corner. And then... The third corner that West Virginia brought in, one of the guys I'm most excited about in this recruiting class, Drashun Miller, six foot two, 180 pounder, uh, from a, from junior college in Georgia, um, was an LSU commit. West Virginia flipped him, and he is a four-star guy, one of the highest-rated junior college players in the country. I believe he's number three junior college corner in the country. I know he's a top five junior college corner in the country. He may be top three or top two, but he's a heck of a ball player. Do not be surprised if Jershon Miller is one of the two starting cornerbacks for West Virginia this season. This guy's the real deal. He's got length that West Virginia hasn't had since Rasul Douglas. He's coming that junior college route like Rasul Douglas did. I'm really excited about Jershon Miller and um, one of my favorite recruits in this class. Watch out for this guy once uh, spring ball and fall camp begins. And then let's talk safeties. Um, at the safety position, we'll start off with West Virginia's third and final signee of the uh, February 6th beginning of the signing period, and that was Rashawn Lynn, six foot five, 200 pounder from Florida, three-star guy. Another one of these under-the-radar guys because a lot of teams were recruiting him to play wide receiver. West Virginia likes him as a safety, and you know, as you can see, excellent six-foot-five safety. You know, West Virginia hasn't seen anything like that since the days of Robert Sands, and you know, those comparisons are going to be out there already, and um, maybe rightfully so. But you don't see too many six-foot-five safeties, so that's going to be big, and he could be a player. And the West Virginia backfield, defensive backfield, um, going forward in years to come. As I said, listed at 200 pounds, probably not quite that. That's probably a little generous. So um, he may be headed for a red shirt and bulk up a little bit himself. But um, in the future, it's a guy that could definitely make some plays. Six foot five. You know he's got good hands if he was recruited by schools at wide receiver. So he could be one of those ball hawking safeties in the forward in the future for West Virginia, rather. Then you also have Kerry Martin, six foot two, one hundred eighty-eight pounder, hometown kid, three oh four boy from Charleston, West Virginia. Another three-star recruit. Um, always great to see these three oh four boys stay home in West Virginia and go play for the Mountaineers. Love it. Uh, real excited about Kerry Martin. Hope he has a great future in Morgantown. And then two other safeties that West Virginia brought in. These two guys are guys that I don't th- that I think could avoid redshirt and play right away. The both of them. First of all, let's talk Tyke Smith, five foot eleven, one hundred eighty-seven pounder from Pennsylvania, three star on some sites, four star on some. I believe he's a three star on more than he is a four star. So we classified him as a three star there on AlmostHeavenAthletics.com. But uh, this is a guy that's a playmaker, great speed. Um, you know, he's got a chance to play for West Virginia right away as well. And then also this. Other counterpart at safety has an excellent chance to play right away. One of the best recruits in this class, and that is Osita Smith. ESPN 300 guy, high-rated recruit. Uh, West Virginia needs some help at safety. They got it in a big way, bringing in four in this class. And Osita Smith is probably the best of the bunch. Osita Smith's a six-foot-two, 205-pounder from Maryland. Four-star guy. You know, 
A lot like West Virginia has done in years past, Vic Coning's defense also employs some of these hybrid linebacker safety guys, and Osita Smith is tailor-made to play uh, that type of role. I don't see Osita Smith redshirt in this season. I see Osita Smith getting some playing time in the West Virginia defense, and I see Osita Smith being a star in the future for the Mountaineers defensively. So four safeties brought in. That's the guys. Watch out for the two Smiths this year, especially Osita. And then rounding out the 2019 recruiting class, West Virginia did sign one specialist, and that is Colton McGee, six foot 170 from Pennsylvania, three-star guy. He can play kicker. He can play punter. Uh, West Virginia really needs some uh, needs a new is ready for a new punter now with uh, Billy Kenny graduating. So um, my prediction is Colton McGee will be the starting punter for the West Virginia Mountaineers this season. But don't be surprised in the future if he ends up uh, taking on a Pat McAfee type role and handling all the duties for the Mountaineers, being place kicking, punting, and kickoff. So those are the guys West Virginia signed. All 22 of them breaking down by position. Um, you see West Virginia went heavy in Georgia in this class, and I think that's something you may see uh, continue into the future um, as well. You know, the three guys West Virginia brought in, a couple of them were um, under the radar in Jordan Jefferson and Rashawn Lynn, and then Tavion Mayo was a pretty high-rated guy. And then everybody probably knows about the uh, – Early signees by West Virginia, excellent job by Coach Neil Brown keeping them on staff. Um, big time bringing in a quarterback, great position of need in Austin Kendall. I'm, I'm really, you know, pleasantly excited about this class, you know, quietly optimistic about this class. You know, I think they're being undervalued a lot and underrated a lot, and I really like what West Virginia has brought in. They fulfilled their needs, and they still have three spots left, so we'll see where they go with those. Expect uh couple to be in the trenches, and a wide receiver to probably be added as well. But really like the way this class is shaping up. Uh, 22 of the 25 spots fulfilled. Um, three more left. We'll bring you an update on uh, who West Virginia signs, when they sign them. Uh, three spots left. West Virginia is going to fulfill those spots. It's only a matter of time. And once they do, we'll bring you an update on that here at the Country Roads webcast. As well as once these staff assignments are officially detailed by head coach Neil Brown, exactly which coach will be holding down what position on the staff and what their position title will be, we'll bring you an update on that here at the Country Roads webcast as we continue to update you throughout the West Virginia football offseason. Um, thank you for tuning in. Always appreciated. Um, follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. Um, listen to us on whatever platform you'd like to listen to your podcasts on. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, wherever. We're all over the place. Just search Country Roads webcast. And... Um, you can uh, tune in to us. We really appreciate it. Trying to bring you great coverage of the West Virginia Mountaineers, as always. Um, you know, more football updates, football offseason updates coming in the near future from us. Um, as I said, you know, as this class gets completed, we'll update you on that, as well as the details on this uh, coaching staff and any other football news that may um, come out in the meantime. We'll be right on top of that as well. And as always, tune in to almosthevenathletics.com for um, updates on any Mountaineer football or basketball news. Doing a great job there with their coverage. Follow them on uh, Twitter at AHAthleticsWV and then follow them on Facebook. Just search Almost Heaven Athletics and like the page there. Um, Subscribe to us on your podcast platform. Share us with your friends and get the word out. We're trying to grow this thing up from the grassroots level. We really appreciate Mountaineer Nation for um, tuning in and being a follower and a listener to us here on the Country Roads webcast. 
Having said that, this has been the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics. Find them on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz, and until next time, let's go Mountaineers. Country Roads!